This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, back to the post-game broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I'm coming to you after uh, Oregon put a stomping on UCLA at Autzen, 45-30. to A um, lot of factors into this game. Um, first, I would say the, the thing from the 45 for Oregon, uh, they could have scored a whole lot more if they'd been interested. Uh, they took their foot off the gas uh, on their last two drives. Obviously, they need out the last one and then punted on the one before that. Uh, if they had kept their full offense just kind of humming uh, the entire game, it would have been 59 points. No question about it. Uh, UCLA had no answer whatsoever uh, on defense for anything Oregon was doing offensively. And you have to give Oregon credit. This UCLA defense um, isn't great. Uh, it... it this game made it look like the worst defense we've seen in 15 years, which is not what this defense is. They're a little bit better than that. They're they're probably, you know, average to a below average. Uh, Oregon's offense is multifaceted enough. Um, they have weapons at all levels, and Bo Nix is playing at such a high level. Uh, that's, that's, that's tough to defend. Uh, and if they'd wanted to, they could have just, they could have, averaged whatever that would have been six yards a drive um it would have been uh if they decided they wanted to uh keep their foot on the accelerator uh defense was the main issue um i think you might have come into the game thinking yeah oregon's gonna get its points but the ease with which they got their points um and how unstoppable they looked um was that was the game changer um you know, if UCLA was operating at peak capacity, it would have been a shootout. But there was no way with that offense looking the way it was looking uh, that this was going to be anything other than a shootout. And in the best case scenario for UCLA. So if you're looking for order of magnitude, what were the reasons for the loss? First and foremost, UCLA's defense. Not good. Um, I, I thought it really got exposed at all levels, but linebacker play was atrocious um secondary play was more or less what we've seen uh, i thought there was some good tackling especially early from moazling um but cornerback play just not a lot of guys built for good man coverage um some passivity on third down um but linebacker i i thought just diagnosing of runs so much was just flawed with what they were doing um that one touchdown late to Bucky Irving on the little wheel. Uh, Kane Madrano just had his eyes in the backfield for some reason, uh, completely lost sight of the linebacker who was going to be his responsibility. Um, 
there was uh, I thought the edge play was really bad. You know, I was harping on it all week, asking these guys, like, what about edge containment, all this kind of stuff. And honestly, I felt throughout the week that it was kind of poo-pooed. And then um, watching this game, it just seemed like they had a really poor plan for how they were going to contain Bo Nix. Uh, a lot of twisting inside, uh, leaving the edge wide open, not for him to run necessarily, but for him to get kind of off platform uh, into what's more or less his comfort zone, which is throwing outside um, and getting some uh, different looks, uh, throwing the ball downfield. Uh, they made him way too comfortable. Um, and I think it would have been better to keep him just kind of tied into that pocket, um, even if you're not necessarily getting a ton of pressure on him. But just uh, comprehensively across the defense, just not a good game. Um, and uh, you can point to any number of different factors. The secondary wasn't good. Linebackers weren't good. Defensive line wasn't good. Um, you know, and, and when Oregon uh, was stopped, it was because they took their foot off the gas. Um, you know, there was that first drive early where they looked a little bit off kilter. Um, but then once they got that rolling, they were rolling. Um, so that's defense. Um, obviously, a huge part of this game hinged on that onside kick. Uh, it was a great, great decision from Oregon. Um, UCLA did not look prepared for it. It was a perfect onside kick. Um, people were complaining about it, like that there wasn't a replay. I didn't see any problem with it. I thought the kicker did a great job not touching it. And then as soon as it went past the 10-yard line, fell right on it um couldn't have bounced better like all that kind of stuff but it was uh that was a perfect onside kick perfectly executed and it showed um it showed a real understanding of what kind of game this was from dan lanning that impressed me um that he understood this was a game where he needed to break serve um and he did that uh they went touchdown touchdown uh and then you know that was the margin, uh, more or less, that it ended up with, 15 points. Um, and, you know, if you flip that, if he kicks off regularly and UCLA drives down and scores, uh, you're taking a touchdown off for Oregon and you're adding a touchdown for UCLA. Um, so, you know, right there, you can say, oh, that, that was a significant play. Um, and it's rare for me to, like, single out a play in the first half as, like, oh, wow, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Whenever you are... Um, you know, I, I think there's a lack of understanding in in, um, in football about the, the value of possession in, like, obviously a lot of coaches get the turnover thing, but they don't get, like, when you give up possession, when you give up a punt, when you punt it away, that's a huge deal. That's a huge thing you're doing, and it's got to be a great decision if you're going to do it. When you steal a possession, that's about the best thing you can do as a coach, um, and I thought that was a great... Um, Great timely thing from Dan Lanning. Um, and if you don't get it, you're thinking you're in a track meet anyway. Um, and so they get it from the 45 or the 25, you're thinking UCLA is going to score anyway. So why not try? Um, and I thought UCLA probably in response to that should have gotten more aggressive, especially when it was obvious the defense wasn't going to stop a prayer any time in this game. So the onside kick was huge. Um, and then one thing that I just want to kind of note um, – Two things with the offense. One, I thought the game plan, um, I understood it to start the game. I think it was designed uh, for rain. Um, I think they had a ball control game plan design uh, where it was throw the ball to the slot, um, grind out four yards, uh, keep the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, just a lot of stuff to keep it short. Um, and 
I, I don't think they ever broke away from it the way they needed to. Um, and, you know, they, they didn't throw downfield enough. There were there were openings for Jake Bobo most of this game, uh, but just it wasn't in the game plan uh, pretty clearly. A lot of Cashmere Allen um, and just not um, – just not very effective. Um, and, you know, I thought coming in, you know, attack the edges, um, attack short. Uh, I wasn't anticipating quite as much just at at and behind the line of scrimmage. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more work in the seam. Um, so game plan, meh. And then the decisions on the field goals, um, and this is, again, an area where UCLA was constantly breaking its own serve. Um, they kicked three field goals. Oregon only kicked one. Um, so on top of everything else, two of those field goals become touchdowns. It's 45, 38. Um, and it's a one score game at the end. Um, but one of those field goals I thought was legitimately, they shouldn't have kicked it and they should have gone for it. It was the, um, the fourth and five, I think it was the second field goal. Um, that was an opportunity to go for it. That was an opportunity to keep up, um, in the scoring contest. And I think it was, a because I think that was the one to go down uh, 24-13. And at that point, you already knew this was, yeah, this was trending in a bad direction. There were like, I think, three minutes to go or so in the first half. You know Oregon's coming back to score. So you've got to keep pace at that point. Um, and three points was not keeping pace. Um, and so th- the result of that was, they score three, it's 24-13, and then Oregon drives right back down the field and makes it 31-13 at half, which puts you in a really tough spot. Um, and they never really got much closer than that. It was 15 points at the end, but it was still in that kind of same range. Um, so I, I think there was some missteps. I think there was a misunderstanding of what kind of game this was going to be. Um, I think they maybe had a little bit too much confidence in their defense's ability to get a couple of stops. I don't think they were counting on the defense consistently stopping Oregon, but they were counting on a couple of stops. And it uh, <laughs> it should have been obvious by the end of the first half that that wasn't going to happen, that this needed to be a track meet, that this needed to be the kind of game where UCLA was itself going to steal possession, um, you know, massively ramp up the aggression on defense, see if you can force a negative play, see if you can force a fumble, or see if you can force an interception, or onside kick it um, because the the – the constantly just kicking it back to Oregon to allow them to score another touchdown uh, was a, was obviously a loser for them. Um, uh, There's so much to go over. Uh, I thought Dorian Thompson Robinson played probably his worst game of the year. Um, And it wasn't, I mean, it was, there were a lot of factors. Uh, I think whenever they're put into a position, especially late in the game where you have to throw, um, it's obviously not great for the, uh, the offense, but, um, he was just off. I mean, he was, he was throwing it, you know, uh, a few yards off here and there, um, on some stuff that he's just been lights out on all year. Uh, I don't know if it was the noise. I don't know if it was communication stuff. Um, but also this game plan was just different than what they've been doing. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much of it was uh, any one thing, but he he didn't play his best. Um, Zach Charbonnet was really good. I didn't think they ran him enough early. Um, finished with 151 yards on 20 attempts. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, Jake Bobo, uh, for all that he was basically not targeted in the first half, uh, he finished with eight catches for 101 yards. Should have been a bigger part of the game plan. Um, Kaz Allen, uh, who I thought, you know, played pretty well, but... He had eight 
catches for 45 yards. And it was clear that the game plan was like centered around getting him the ball in space and letting him do work. And it was just Oregon so clearly had that scouted out so early that it was just kind of surprising to see them still going there, uh, even at the even in like the middle of the third quarter. Um, just they weren't getting anything on those kind of lateral throws. Um, and it was just, you know, they didn't really it didn't seem like they had to pivot away from it until way too late. Um Gosh, what else? Uh, yeah, offensively, I mean, I, I thought the offensive line wasn't great. Um, you know, I think uh, Charbonnet was getting hit a lot. He just was making um, chicken salad out of you-know-what. Um, wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. Um, Thompson Robinson was certainly feeling some pressure. There were a couple of blitzes that got through. Um, you know, they never got a sack, but he was definitely feeling some pressure. And then, uh, you know, defensively, um, is this right? Mo Osling had 17 tackles? That can't be right. Well, if it is, that's crazy. Um, I don't think he did. Probably seven. Um I just it was uh it was a it was a really pro performance from uh the linebackers and the secondary. And I think that's probably just fair to say at this point. Um and you know, from a coaching standpoint, uh you know, it's hard to complain. Well, I shouldn't say it's hard to complain. I would say um, they didn't. They don't really have the personnel to uh, to match up, and so it's a matter of forcing mistakes, forcing you know, forcing long drives. And for the most part, they did. I mean, it was what did we get? It was uh, first two drives were twenty combined plays. Um, that's more or less doing their job. Um, just they don't. They they can't stop them in the red zone um and they don't really have the personnel up front to just um stifle offensive lines you know Oregon's was really good um and so they were just constantly getting push um and linebacker play I just think has been spotty I, th- I don't think John John Vaughn was 100% in this game um so that was a factor but uh just a pretty comprehensive beatdown. again you know I look at this game um qualitatively it felt a lot like some of those moral losses when they were pretty good, but they would have these, um, I wouldn't say inexplicable losses, but one of them, what was it, ASU one year? ASU in 2013, maybe? Uh, let me look. This one felt very similar to one of those ASU games. Um, that one finished a lot closer. It would finish 38-33, but it was at one point 35-13 at half. Yeah, that one kind of felt like this one, where um, just it, it was a blowout kind of got a little bit of lipstick on the pig at the end um and that's sort of what this one was it really was a blowout um Oregon Oregon like they they could have won by three scores four scores um they just didn't because of um I don't know kindness respect at the end of the game um but yeah it was a it was it was one of those it was one of those Stanford games it was one of those Arizona State games just um completely overmatched, completely outmatched. Um, and that was the result, uh, 45, 30. So anyway, uh, season's not over. Uh, UCLA is now six and one, um, probably drop into the high teens would be my guess after this one. Um, luckily enough, lipstick was applied that I don't think it'll hit too hard. Um, when people are just looking at box scores at the end of the game. Um, but UCLA still controls its own destiny as far as uh, the Pac-12 goes. Um, UCLA has one loss. 
They've they've lost the tiebreaker with Oregon, but if UCLA wins out, they definitely get um, a chance at redemption in Vegas, uh, maybe against Oregon, maybe against USC or, or Utah. Uh, but it does require winning out now to continue to control the destiny. Um, now, going forward, UCLA has Stanford, ASU, Arizona, uh, USC, and Cal left. Uh, four of those extremely winnable. Uh, USC uh, probably pretty close to a pick em. Uh, so, you know, season's still, a uh, lot, lot to be played. Um, still very chance, still very good chance to finish with, uh, one of the best regular season records you still always ever had. So a lot of reasons still for, uh, tuning in and being excited, but yes, definitely a tough loss for the Bruins on Saturday. All right. We will be back with more later this week. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG.